What's up guys, DJ Stewart here. Thank you all for checking out this edition of New Generation Hero Talk. We got plenty of stuff to get to on today's show. Of course, we'll be talking about some two pretty big stories involving James Gunn, both on the Marvel and on the DC side. James Gunn confirming that this will be the last time we'll be seeing this team of Guardians when we watch the next Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Of course, that being Volume 3. I'll ask my guys what they think about that revelation and if they're ready to let go of this group of misfits so we'll talk about that we'll also talk about a potential new project that dc may be working on with james gunn for a tv series it may be connected to suicide squad of course we've seen the success of peacemaker so i'll ask my guys uh, what they're hoping to see from that potential suicide squad spinoff series we'll also be talking about the potential for one vincent d'onofrio to potentially show up in a spider-man 4 and some rather controversial comments from uh, Ant-Man and Wasp star Angel- uh, Evangeline Lilly. So plenty of great stuff on this podcast. Excited to do this one with my guy. Joining me on my, is my co-host, starting with Shamari Stewart. Sham, I saw this interesting quote from Bob Iger um, and speaking about the success of Black Panther. Of course, Bob Iger you know, no longer with Disney. And him kind of, I guess, reflecting to the New York Times about the success of the Disney properties. And he mentioned Black Panther. And he noted that if Black Panther, if, the, if Disney would have focused solely on data when they were coming up with new projects, that, uh, that, that, that data would have maybe allowed, maybe forced Disney to not take the risk, quote unquote, on a project like Black Panther. And he adds that, you know, that, that data should not be used to determine what stories are being told. What do you make of that little revelation from Bob Iger there about the fact that the numbers were telling Marvel and DC, perhaps and Disney, perhaps that that Black Panther wasn't going to be a success. It's pretty, pretty, it's pretty eye opening to me to see a movie that was such a global phenomenon. Somehow, when it came down to the spreadsheets and all the analytics stuff, it didn't, it didn't, and then necessarily tell the same story. So the analytics people are ruining. Uh, they're, they're first they ruined football. The eyes, they ruined, then they ruined baseball. Are pointing my direction. And then, they, and then now they're ruin, now they're now they're ruining my Star Wars and my Marvel and my not. No, I'm not. I'm the opposite of those guys. I'm not. Worried. But um, but yeah, I mean it's I mean it's pretty interesting. Um, you know, I Bob mean, Iger's a gut guy. He, he makes decisions yeah, he makes decisions with his gut. <laughs> he's, an eye, he's an eye test guy. He don't, he don't need no numbers. <laughs> <laughs> nah, McCarthy, Mike McCarthy. He's Mike McCarthy. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, this is. I mean, this is. I mean, I look. I think it is. Um, I mean, I agree with Bob Iger. I don't think the analytics would have supported uh, Shang Chi either. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and it's just a wild guess, especially if Black Panther wasn't supported. So. I don't think the analytics would have said, oh, that makes any sense or anything like that. Um, and, I mean, it's not a surprise. Um, I mean, most of the population, it, it, well, it's particularly in this in this uh, country, is is uh, is white um, in the United States, where we, which is where we are. So um, I'm not surprised that the analytics does, I mean, the analytics doesn't support. Just based on that alone, personally. I know this is, of course, an international brand, um, but yeah. So I'm not, I'm not surprised. I'm glad that, um, you know, at least Bob Iger. I can't speak for anyone that's at Disney right now, but um, uh, you know, considers that something that that should be paid attention to. And shout out to the other to people that the people that um, the people at Disney that are are pushing for more include in inclusivity right um as well so you know not to give Iger all the credit i mean i'm sure there are people course. telling Iger and other and those working under him etc uh that more inclusivity is not a bad thing it is a good thing and black panther is just, just a case in point for that yeah. so yeah i mean i think this is good you know it's it's a very good thing to come out um um and uh hopefully the, the folks over at Disney are paying attention. Yeah, and Kendall, you know, it's funny to me. What I, what I took from this this little nugget, and I know, of course, Kendall Stewart joins us on the podcast. Uh, if you watch our sports content, you know he's very much an analytics-based uh, uh, guy, so I'm sure this was a little bit of an interesting nugget from here. <laughs> but I, I, what, 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 I, what I found with this, not, this information, Kendall, is to me it's, it, it's pretty simple. My takeaway is that, you, you know, you can't spreadsheet culture. 
can't spread you can't find you can't find data points for culture you know certain things especially when you talk about you know culture in, in regards to black culture or really any you know culture for marginalized folks when you have those when you have those kind of properties or those kind of interests that aren't necessarily um cast out to the mainstream you can't really data point how that's gonna play out on a larger audience if given the platform you know what i'm saying it's just it's just it's hard to really kind of compute i think it's why we see so many um you know young black stars you know come out of nowhere when it comes to the area of music or other entertainment entities where you say then the spreadsheets said this person shouldn't be doing whatever it's like yeah but the, the person's hot so what are you gonna do about it you know like i i think that that what i learned from this what i took away from this is that you can't you can't you can't an excel sheet is not gonna not gonna doesn't 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 tell a story about the culture and black panther what it meant to the culture ends up uh kind of putting those spreadsheets to the side and and, and really dominating the way it did yeah yeah no doubt um I think what also is missed is the idea that, because in, in general, you know, when people talk about analytics, it's a lot of times it's taking, it's, it's, it's taking into consideration historical data, it's taking into empirical evidence that we've seen over time. And when you look at a movie like Black Panther, that was very unique. It was one of a kind uh, in a lot of different, in a lot of different areas. Um, it's it's hard to predict how that movie was going to be received mm-hmm. um, when movies like Black Panther hadn't really been made. Right. Um, you know, I feel like you know you're you're definitely right where there are <laughs> there are certain things that are hard to quantify. Um, yes. Not everything can be determined by a number or a spreadsheet or a data point, but. Um, yeah, you know, I think when you're talking, I mean, the hardest, the hardest thing to 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 quantify when it comes to data and analytics is is predictive, predictive models. You know, trying to figure out how, <laughs> trying to predict the future in yeah. general. If we could, if it was easy to do, uh, <laughs> a lot of people would be rich. Trust me. Yeah, a lot of people would be very rich. Um, and so, uh, it's it's. I'm glad that you know Iger understands that. Um. You know, I think that there are there. There's another part. You know, I, I think there are some people that that look at what I hear saying is almost like a subliminal message to Chapik. Because some people are saying Chapik yeah. leans deeper into that, uh, into those waters, and you know, uh, it's almost like a you know message to you know you got to keep an open mind when it comes to uh, allowing these properties room to grow. Uh, you know, again, when I talk about historical historical data and you know, empirical evidence. Well, there, you know, there, there. I think people are going to be more. Uh, I think the the data will be more in favor of movies like Black Panther after Black Panther now. And, you know, and to be and to be honest, um, I also think that in hope, so I think Iger's going to be guilty of this as well, that this can that can serve even as a minor message to the, to Disney in terms of them. Um, and Warner Brothers, by the way, uh, kind of just um, whenever China, to be blunt, is not okay with anything mm-hmm. in a movie, just removing it or scrubbing it or doing making whatever changes needed to fix that. Um, they didn't do that for, with Shang Chi, which is good because they didn't even China didn't even want to air Shang Chi at all. Right, they didn't right. like anything about it, um, but. Um, but hopefully that can be that can be something similar how they how they scrubbed John Boyega from the uh, from Star Wars posters Marketing, yeah and from and all the promotional material and just other just very bad things in terms of making sure that um, making sure that these these different kinds of people are properly represented yeah. uh, uh, in these. Um, in these properties, so so yeah, hopefully it sends that message as well. Yeah, that's facts. That's facts. You know, I just thought it was a very interesting kind of story and an interesting anecdote from from uh, from um, uh, Bob Iger about Black Panther and how that may or may not, because Kendall says Chapik, you know, not being in charge, how that will influence 
Marvel's decisions moving forward. And of course, you guys do Star Wars content on the Imperial Broadcast, how that impacts Star Wars moving forward, and how that is, you know, maybe impacted the movie we have seen. You know, what we have seen in Eternals or in a, uh, a Shang-Chi if Black Panther wasn't as success as it was, you know. The, the, what you're saying this makes you think maybe we wouldn't have, you know. It's just, it's just an The other thing I'll add real quick is that Black Panther, again, when I mentioned, when I say Black Panther is something we hadn't seen before, it, yes. That in and of itself is, is quote unquote, whatever you want to consider risky. You know, it was a risk to take to to do something. It's always a risk to do something that hasn't been done before. Um, typically, numbers and data lean to less risk to more risk averse decision making. Right. You know, you want exactly. to try and make safer safer moves. Um, and again, when you don't have the evidence, historical evidence. It, that's what it leads to, but, but you're always going to be behind. Yeah, you're always, always going to be behind, and I think that it's about understanding the context of what the data is saying. And when you know, when you're not taking that culture that EJ's talking about, you know, into into consideration, maybe Iger did, and other people at Marvel did. Uh, but the numbers, you know, if the numbers, if you're just looking at the numbers, you're not taking that into consideration, then maybe you don't get that. It's same reason in football. You know, there may have been data and evidence for years that quarterbacks under six foot didn't didn't work out but once russell wilson and drew Brees mm -hmm. came into the equation then and kyler murray now you look at it and you realize it's not an issue the data suggests it's not an issue maybe it was an issue at one point so all those things as more evidence gets added to the equation these sorts of biases and these sorts of um these sorts of you know typically uh you know the the opinions that are you're typically the the ones that people uh, lean on tend to get uh, phased out of the, the equation. Yeah, very well, very well said, Kendall. Let's talk about um, let's talk about some of the other stuff we got on this podcast today. So, get ready to say goodbye to Marvel's favorite team of space misfits. Director James Gunn says Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three will be the last time we see the team of Star Lord, Gamora, Drax, Groot, and Mantis. Speaking with Deadline, Gunn said the following. It's big, it's so, so dark, uh, so big and dark, and different p from what people might be expecting it to be. I just want to be true to the characters, the story, and give people the wrap-up that, that they deserve for this story. That's always a little bit scary. I'm doing my best. So, Sham, uh, if this is the end of this team of Guardians, and there is not, there's been no word about the Guardians franchise being canceled after this, so I guess we never really know what was coming into the future. If this is the end of this particular team, which it sounds like it is, are you okay with that? Um, so I am, mm -hmm. um, but that's partially because I know we're, we're still getting more James Gunn content, and we'll get to that uh, in a little bit. But I am. I mean, we've had three Guardians movies. We had three. Um, what are some other threes we had? You know, we had three. Uh, uh, three. I mean, three, a lot of three, three, Thor, three Thor movies, three Captain Thor's. America movies, three uh, Iron Man movies. Spider-Man. I, mean, I know we're getting now Spider-Man. Yeah, I mean they were gonna get a fourth cat, fourth Thor, fourth Thor, fourth Thor. You know, so I mean, there, but there's all been a lot of threes. Yeah, yeah. So I, I mean, I'd be fine with that, and that's an ensemble group. They can show up in other things. Uh, they don't even have to show up all at the same time. You can pull one person here, another person there. So Dave I would say something like, "All good things come to an end," or something like that, very recently as well. I feel like I remember him saying something like that. Yeah, I mean, you know, we'll see. Uh, we'll see how that goes. I saw you also saw you recently posted part of the backstage thing being turned into Drax. Uh, you know, in terms of the costume and the makeup right, and all right. that. So he seems to be in a reminiscing, reminiscing kind of mood. But he said, he said all things must end. It's called the movie A Full Circle Journey. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so I mean, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I wouldn't have any. I wouldn't have any issue with it. Um, I'm, sure, I'm gonna I'm die. sure it's gonna be very good. We've already some, somewhat lost Gamora. Uh, mm -hmm. it, uh, I mean, I, I feel like someone's got to go. Drax would be the likely likeliest candidate. Yeah, I mean, Drax has lost his family already, so yeah, you know, this has been Batista. his second. This has been kind of his second family, so you know. Batista has been very, uh, he's been very, he's been a wild card. That's all I'll say. <laughs> right. So uh, you know, I can see them maybe moving on from his character. Um. And, you know, I feel like Rocket and Groot aren't going anywhere. 
Rock is another one, and Theory could get... Groot already kind of died. Yeah, exactly. In the first so movie. So I, I think he's pretty safe. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the word <laughs> has been that this next movie is supposed to be a very Rocket movie. Yeah, that so, was like now. Remember, this is this was like from years ago because yeah, it was movie, we already got our... pushed back because of James Gunn yeah. being fired. So, but when James Gunn was initially talking about what the next Guardians is going to be after Guardians Two, is that he's like they've been telling, they kind of been teasing at this story about uh, Rocket's past and a very traumatic past that he's gone through, and that the next movie will really kind of put us there. Now, I don't think anything would have changed since when he got fired, but there's been very little spoken about this film. Since it was announced that James Gunn would even be back, so, so, so that is, uh, so, so that you know, when we talk about who could go, I mean, if it's a rocket centric story, maybe it is Rocket, but I mean, you know, so then you kind of ask, you know, what's Rocket without Groot, though? You know, they're kind of a tandem, so yeah, right, kinda, right. yeah, you know, so I kind of feel like they they kind of have to kind of be together, you know. And if we're talking about selling toys, yeah, from a business standpoint, they oh, don't need. Sure. I mean, the voice actors. You know, it's like you don't need to worry about the casting that much. You want to keep the voice. In theory, if you lose the voice, it's not the end of the world. <laughs> um, and so it's a lot easier to do those characters and keep them in, at bay than it would be, you know, the Star Lords and the Draxes of the world and the Gamoras of the world. Um, but yeah, yeah, no, I, I totally. And the, the, the nature of the Guardians of the Galaxy, while to the masses they've been introduced as you know as the the same five that we've seen historically there are multiple different versions um and they Correct. tease that at the end of the last one you know um i think there's definitely a chance we get a a version that has nova as a part of the as a part of the guardian i think there's a, a chance you know i don't i mean i don't know if silver surfer would be a part of it but some people speculate he may be in the next movie is adam warlock a part of it See in the next movie that was obviously teased as well. Um, you know, Howard the Duck is somebody we've seen off and on, you know. So there's if they want to if you do move on from Rocket, maybe you include Howard the Duck in that role. Like there's there's things they can do and plenty of other characters that I'm less familiar with that would that would probably make sense. Yeah. As part of the garden. Yeah, totally. I mean, I feel like to me, like I think three films is plus Thor. Plus the Infinity War movies. Like Thor, Love and Thunder. It's gonna have the Guardians in it in a heavy role in the Infinity War Endgame movie. So, yeah, and and I, I feel like with the Guardians, like we, we you know they, they 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 were a very pleasant surprise. I think a lot of people. Um, this was not a a well known uh, Marvel team uh, throughout the course of history, and especially throughout um you know mainstream uh, fandom. So the fact that they came out really. Um, really kind of made their presence felt with just the humor, the action, um, just overall, you know, heart uh, of the of the projects that they've been involved with. It's been a great journey. I do feel like moving on with a different team or a different group could totally work because as Kendall has mentioned, the Guardians, you know, they're a team that can be uh, many different people. They've been a lot of different people through, throughout the course of history. Um, they've already seen a various different corners of the you know, Marvel Galactic Universe that has teased certain people like a Nova, for example. There's no reason why you can't, you know, try to find uh, different people to throw in there and, and have fun with it. So so I'm okay if they want to do, you know, a new Guardians team. I think that there is going to be some sadness regarding the fact that just that this has been a really fun group. You know, this group of actors, this cast has really worked really well together and, and they seem to just kind of, you know, I think a lot of us, the second story, the second, the second movie, I think the third act particularly, you know, left a lot to be desired. I think when it came to storytelling, but like the fact that this this cast is so strong, I think it kind of, kind of got the movie to the finish line. You know, the, it's like maybe the story kind of fell apart, but you just love, you know, Pratt, Zaldana, Dave, uh, you know, of course the voice acting of Vin Diesel and, and uh, Bradley Cooper. You love them all together. They're all so great. It's just like whatever. We're we're fine. You know what I'm saying? So. Um, I'll be cool if they want to move on, and I, I would welcome a, a brand new team. I also bold prediction. I don't think that all of the members will be new. I think that yeah, no, be, there'll be holdovers. There will be some holdovers. Uh, Mantis whether... seems likely to. Do you think the transition? You know, maybe Star Lord stays. Maybe he doesn't. You know, yeah, maybe he... I feel like Star Lord could definitely be someone who stays. I feel like Rocket and Groot could stay even. Yeah, maybe everyone else is gone, but you keep Rocket and Groot. Nebula is somebody. Maybe she is a. 
she's somebody she's a high she's a strong candidate to not to be taken out in this next movie but she's also somebody that could be a strong candidate also to like join the team and be a member of the guardians yeah a true member of the guardians so some connective tissue exactly so uh so i'm excited to see uh, what they end up doing for the future you know they did uh you know they did kill off michael rook's character in the in the last movie yeah i knew yeah, uh, you know, so so they're not afraid of killing off characters. So uh, here are I'm just gonna name a quick list of people that we think we may see in the MCU that have been members of the Guardians at one point. Uh, Adam Warlock, uh, we we think we'll see at some point. Yeah, we, uh, I think they didn't they cast him in the next. Yeah, movie? yeah, that's what. Yeah, we'll yeah, we already got him. Yeah, 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 yeah. he's gonna, he's he's gonna, gonna be, be cast. Yeah, he will definitely <laughs> be in Guardians three. Um. So Kitty Pride has been a member of the Guardians at one point. Uh the thing, Ant Man, uh we've obviously seen already. Uh better Ray Bill. Uh strong candidate maybe to be in Thor Love and Thunder, if the Guardians are in that movie. Um Ghost Rider, Frank Castle's Ghost Rider was in the Guardians at one point. Um who else? Uh Super Scroll, Hercules, another strong candidate to be in. Yeah, we've heard Thor plenty Love of rumors about Hercules coming. Yeah, we know Zeus is going to be played by Russell Crowe. Could be an interesting way to bring in Hercules. Maybe he ties into the Guardians more so than he does to Thor. Would be interesting. Uh, Wiccan, uh, another interesting character that could, and Hulkling as well. Um, if he's a part of the Young Avengers, he might be another character that uh, transitions into being a part of the Guardians. Look at that, Kendall, with the with the with the with the information and the and the, and the roster just ready to go. You know, where yeah. else can you where else can you get that kind of talk on superheroes? Only on New Generation Hero Talk. And of course I didn't even mention Nova. Nova's an obvious one. But Right, who I mentioned in, in a couple of a couple minutes ago. So yes. so yeah, so so great stuff there from Kendall. Um various different options they could go. So we'll keep an eye out and see what ends up going on with the Guardians moving forward. I do want to shift gears now, but in somewhat stay in the same lane with James Gunn because Peacemaker could soon be getting company on HBO Max in the form of another James Gunn project. The Peacemaker showrunner confirmed that another project is in the works, but he did not reveal further details, only saying, quote, it is connected to this universe, and I don't think it will be the same genre as Peacemaker. It won't be as much a comedy as Peacemaker, but it will be in the same universe. Now, there were previous rumors a few weeks ago that another Suicide Squad spinoff was on the way. Kendall, if this is direction is this is the direction that they are going, which character would you like to see get a spinoff from the Suicide Squad movie that we saw just past just this past summer? <laughs> um, interesting question. Uh, obviously, I was not the biggest fan of the Suicide Squad um, on this podcast, but Peacemaker, I have been a huge fan of. Um, if you would ask me based off of the movie, who would I like to see a thing off? I probably would have said Peacemaker. So um, he's number one on the list. But yeah, see, number uh, one overall pick right there. You know, yeah, know, yeah, number one overall he, pick. He's Joe Burrow. He's LeBron James. He's, he's <laughs> that's that was Peacemaker when it came to you know HBO trying to find a, a, some money to make off of that Suicide Squad movie. Yeah, I mean, if I'm if I'm picking a second character, um, I'll go out on a limb and I'll say. I'll say, I don't know. I mean, King Shark is so weird. Um, really struggling with this one. Yeah, that does, that does yeah. Really I'm, look, I'm not super excited about a second, about a second show. So, 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 yeah. So let's talk <laughs> about that then. So let's, I'm not going to make you make say something that you don't believe or you're trying to yeah, yeah. struggle with. So you're yeah. not all that thrilled with that idea of another spinoff show potentially. Yeah, Why I is mean, that? the one that's probably the most viable is is certainly a blood sport show. Um, if Idris Elba is up to doing it, um, you could probably do something with that and make it pretty good. I mean, Captain Boomerang, you could, you know, he's a character that I don't think they really want to do much <laughs> else with, much more else with, but that's another one. Um, I'd be okay with a, some sort of Task Force X show, but I don't really want a, a spinoff of any of the individual characters. And then obviously not Dr. Harley Quinn. I don't think that it's... I don't think that they introduced characters. They, I thought they intentionally introduced characters that were kind of goofy and one-offish because it was Suicide Squad. Like, I, I don't know if any of these characters can really uh, maintain their own show. Now, Peacemaker is certainly uh, testing that theory. But um, 
he if you would ask me, like I said, he would have been the one that would have said been the most viable. So right now I lean uh I'm out on all of them for the most part. Interesting. So Kendall's all out on them, uh, Sham. Where do you stand on you know, again, to shift to focus, do you think this is even a good idea? And if it is, are they what what character would you like to see them uh them tell stories around? Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I definitely think this is a good idea. Um, I don't know. I feel like most people would have been against the Peacemaker show or would have been like, oh, why? I feel like that was all I heard. Whenever I feel I like that's all we heard movie. before the movie came Shut out. Because if you remember, like, they, they announced Peacemaker was coming out, like, before we even saw the movie. Yeah. We were kind of yep. like, yo, like, we kind of don't even know anything about this character. We're kind of already suspect about this character in itself. Like, now I, I got to get a show. You know, it, it seemed, and I want to say maybe. I don't want to say it was after the movie came out, but I want to say it was maybe right before where we heard that not only was they going to do Peacemaker, but Peacemaker 2 was already greenlit. Like, they went, they put their chips all to the front of the table when it came to Peacemaker. And I think that was where we saw some of that confusion and some of that, uh, some of that discourse being like, is this the right move? Yeah. I don't know. I just, I, I, I felt a lot of skepticism from a lot of people. Um, but... I mean, I, I think this is a good idea. I think you could do several shows. I think you could do a rat catcher show. I think you could do a blood sport show. I think you could do, um, I don't know if Boomerang's still alive. I think you could do a Boomerang show. Yeah. How about this real quick? How about a Amanda Waller prequel? Or Amanda Waller? I kind of feel like my, my, my theory is that this next show could very well be a prequel. I think like, it could. Like, I it's think funny it could mention that because so many um, characters died. Because yeah, a lot of characters so, died. And sorry for spoilers, people who didn't see the Suicide Squad. But I mean, <laughs> spoiler alert: people die in the Suicide uh, how, Squad. Uh, <laughs> right, I know, right? <laughs> but like, all we had left were, from what I remember, Harley Quinn, Bloodsport, King Shark. Um, we had Ratcatcher, and was that it? I want to say that might have been it. Uh, yeah, it wasn't that Polka Dot Man, was he still alive? No, nah, he died. He died, nah, he, yeah. he died like a very heroic death, if I understand correctly. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, you can so, do a show on him. You can do a show on plenty of people. Yeah, and by the way, I'm on Wikipedia now. I believe I am right about that. So, yeah, I mean, there's only four people. And, of course, Harley Quinn was in there, if I didn't mention Harley. So, I mean, there's <laughs> not a lot of options. You know what I'm saying? If you're talking about you know moving a story forward, I mean they they took a character who was dead and said, "Oh, actually he's alive in Peacemaker." Now, do they do that again? Do they take a character we thought died uh, and come back? Of course, we thought Weasel's character died and he didn't die. James Gunn is saying this is not going to be a comedy, so I can't imagine that you know you're doing Weasel uh, if it's not a comedy. <laughs> There's also the aspect of can you even do Weasel on as a television series? Like that that sounds like a lot of money in terms of. <laughs> The CGI, you would need to do that. But yeah, that's kind of why I feel like a a spinoff uh, prequel actually is most. Imagine likely. showing a pre. Imagine showing a prequel where yeah, maybe you have a different actress playing Waller. She's younger. Maybe she's not running Argus, but she's a she's like an agent of Argus, right? You know, and she she ascends to the top at some point. You know, like maybe it's the the creation of Task Force X, something to, along those lines. Like that could be really interesting. Um, and considering some of the stuff, as you guys know, again, no spoilers to anybody who hasn't watched Pete Maker. I'm not going to spoil it in any way, but you know, there, there, you know, there are ties to Amanda Waller in the show that are very prevalent and very early. You know, yes. could you take some of those tethers of that storyline and bring it into an Amanda Waller, young Amanda Waller series, where we see her kind of dealing with some of the things uh, yes. we see kind of play out in Peacemaker, as me being as generic as possible with spoilers. You know, yes. I, I think given what we saw in the Peacemaker, that could be something that you, people would be interested in seeing. Yes. I feel like that doesn't that doesn't strike me as, like, I feel like that's, like, the, a show that is on either on Fox or has been on Fox. <laughs> that that does That's not even, like, a, that's, like, barely a DC show. Because it's just, like, it's, I mean, you she's, running, she's running a, she, like, she's just being a, she's uh, running, like, sure. a spy organization. Yeah, I feel You sure. know what I mean? But it's a spy organization. Yeah, that could be... Ooh. That could well, be X Files. That could be yeah. I see what Shamari, I see what Shamari's saying. I totally Man, see. What I'm, saying. I'm just saying. What I feel about, like that what about this Gotham GTPD show? It's just a cop show. It happens to be in, in Gotham. <laughs> I mean, look, I don't know. I I, I didn't say you gotta make, make it. What, what about Pennyworth? What if that just some 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 British spy show? 
Well, I mean, you don't see a whole, I mean, superhero. I don't have BritBox, so I don't know what they show on BritBox. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I'm just saying. I mean, I, look, I'm just saying. I, yeah, you're I right. It's know. not an easy sell to like superhero. I mean, I do. Yeah, I do. Yeah, two, I, two if chance. you were to say, Shamar, do you want to watch this? Compared to all the other characters, I'm probably going to say no. I probably and, say and, to Shum- and to Shamari's point, I think like, it's... It, I don't know, Polka Dot Man or something. I, at least, I know, at least he's going to do... What's, Waller, Waller's going to kill people. She's well, yeah, kill Waller people. is the main character, but she's, she's, gonna, not, she's not the, the muscle. It's like Coulson and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. These are the people that were like, what well, Agents of well, S.H.I.E.L.? Look, why don't I watch that Coulson show? It's like, well, it's not about Coulson. Well, all right. Well, I got to see who else is in the show then. Yeah. That's I, do think, I do think to Shamari's credit, when you... I gotta see who else is gonna be in this room. And I think to Shamari's point and to his credit and why I see where he's coming from. I mean, when you watch Peacemaker, I mean, there's no, there are very Peacemaker is not like just fill in the blank of some other show that's not a superhero show. Like yeah, Peacemaker true. is very different from a lot of things that you see on TV normally. You know, there are there now there are other superhero shows that you know maybe you say okay it's a little bit like taking things like that in more as a much more darker, more violent way, but like. There, there's not a lot of oh, it's just plug in this genre, but we're gonna do it superhero in this way. Like that's not you can't say that about Peacemaker. Peacemaker again is very unlike most things you see on TV. With an Amanda Waller running some government agency uh, where she's trying to you know protect the American American secrets and things like that. I mean you know again we've had Twenty Four, we've had Designated Survivor, shout out to Keep like, you know. like we've had a lot of those kind of shows. Like I think everybody can admit that NCIS, oh yeah, CSI. You know I mean. It, we get that, and I, I see where Sham is coming from. With Peacemaker, you can't say that uh, with that. And I don't think that means that it can't be good, and I don't think that means that they shouldn't do it, per se. Yeah. And him saying that it's not going to be a comedy makes me feel like I have to go towards more of the serious characters from that film than I do the more jokey characters. You know, you know I really like Ratcatcher, and I think Ratcatcher could be a really fun show, but I feel like you'd have to, you'd have to lean a lot on comedy with a character like that to make it work. Yeah, um, I, I, don't I don't really think, know. I, I think we all agree they're not going to do a Harley Quinn series. No, no. Um, yeah. And even if you did, you have to be you have to be more. I also would have to lean a lot on comedy. You know, Bloodsport would be the other, I think, main kind of suspect, so to speak. Uh, no pun intended. Given, of course, Ted's task force that's what we're talking about. He'd be the main suspect in terms of another character you could do that maybe isn't a you know uh, maybe not so much of, of a comedic kind of character. You could probably do someone like him. You know, would Idris ever want to do uh, TV? I think for HBO money, he he would definitely he would definitely consider it. Uh, I think there's Rick Flag also, though. I guess he, he's also well, kind of he just died. Pre- yeah, that'd be a prequel. That would that would, that would be a prequel. Yeah. And I don't think anybody's interested in that. Yeah, no, I don't, no, nobody's trying. Yeah, shout out to Joel Kinnaman. Yeah, he he's did just a great job. He's just a soldier, <laughs> just I mean, unless he's guy. like the Punisher or something. <laughs> and shout out to Joel Kinnaman. I thought he was. Uh, I mean, he's good uh, on TV. Yeah, and I like I like his character. Yeah, I think yeah, yeah, I think he was probably the, one of the biggest improvements from movie one to movie two. I mean, he his Rick Flag character was way more dynamic in this next film uh, than that first, you know, kind of love drunk guy that we were dealing with in the first movie. That was that was pathetic what we were seeing um, for much of the story that he dealt with. Not nothing wrong with being in love. It was just just the, the just oh, I, even time I think about that two that 2016 Suicide Squad movie just I just get frustrated. So. There's routes they can go. You know, there's a couple of different ways they could, they could, they could, they could move with this. But um, I, for one, I, I'd, I'd lean more towards Sham than Kendall, where I, I would definitely welcome another show because of the success of Peacemaker. I, I didn't. I thought Peacemaker would be pretty good. I did not think it would be, in my opinion, excellent. Because to me, that's what it is. It is excellent right now. Um, definitely, uh, there's not too much superhero content on TV right now, but. If you consider all the superhero content we've had over the past year, I mean, it stacks up with pretty much anything else we've seen from Marvel. You know, it's it's that good. It's totally different in terms of genre or feel. It's nothing like the Marvel shows we've seen over the past year. But in terms of just quality, it's right there. So because of that, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. James Gunn has got to be one of the busiest men in America because I don't know how he juggles movies and TV shows and didn't die exactly. Marvel movies coming out, like, you know, you know, Shout out to to James Gunn for all the work he's putting in and his love for this culture. Because who makes more, Greg Berlanti or James Gunn? Never mind. Oh no, Berlanti got the four hundred million dollar <laughs> check. We're not, I'm not gonna go that far. But also, Berlanti ain't show running anything. He's just you know, he's just you know, 
pointing the direction where everybody should go and, and cutting the check from the check that he right. got. I don't I don't all want to I don't at all want to you know diminish his value but you know Gunn is like you know he he wrote every episode of Peacemaker you know he's directed I think he's got direct five of the eight I think something like that or six to the eight he's uh he's very hands-on with this this kind of stuff as he should be well I don't I don't hate you know there I don't think there's any kind of hate campaign for uh for what's his name Greg Berlanti. No. Yeah, I mean the fans aren't as aren't. I think just... well, Greg Berlanti. I think there's a lot of uh, well, what's the word? Like it's, it's like apathy. apathy. Yeah, apathy. I don't think people yeah. care as much. Yeah, yeah Kennedy is, is very <laughs> very much hated for a lot of reasons. But uh, you guys see Grant Gustin got a got a, a one year extension. Yeah. Yeah, I'm hearing that might be uh, might be uh, the one year, and that might be it. Might season nine. Season might be the end. I still gotta watch this. Uh, did anybody see that? That, Armageddon, uh, yeah, Armageddon. I heard. I keep no. hearing the streets are saying that it's it's fire. Too busy watching Superman and Lois. Oh yeah, you boy, guys <laughs> me, you got to tell me Superman and Lois. Yeah, Superman and Lois. Anyone listening? Best show on TV. Def- please watch out Superman of, and Lois. Do yourself a three favor. Three or four. Yeah, do yourself a favor. Watch <laughs> Superman and Lois. It's better than any like just regularly scheduled television superhero show that's on right now. Yeah, it's the best. Season. Easily, easily the best. The best since like at least Arrow with Prometheus. At least, yeah, definitely at least. You know, maybe going back to the OG maybe, Flash. Yeah. He's talking about on CW. Yeah. Uh, well, probably. yeah, on CW. Really I, mean, we, I mean, we've had, I mean, since then, we've had, like, like wasn't the Netflix shows on still? Well, no, I'm, we're saying on, on cable TV. Oh, TV, okay, okay, yeah, that's what you're saying. Yeah, well, yeah, that, in that case, yeah, there's, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is the only one that's in that conversation as well. Right. The Ghost Rider stuff's pretty nuts. Yeah, but, right. <laughs> that, that. honestly, that's what this reminds me of. That's close to anything. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that. That's yeah. this reminds me. All right. There's a ringing endorsement from from uh, the Stewart Bros for Superman and Lois. Uh, let's let's talk about uh, Vincent D'Onofrio. He, he's hoping his Kingpin character will get to square off with New York City's web slinger in the next Spider-Man movie. D'Onofrio told the Sarah O'Connell show that he hopes he'll get the call to play Wilson Fisk in Spider-Man 4. He said, quote, It's obvious that Punisher, Daredevil, and Spider-Man are the ones that my character is tied to in the comics. But there is plenty of room for others. I can just only hope that it happens. I mean, uh, definitely Spider-Man. I think that would be really, really fun. So, Shamari, given what we now know about the direction of where Peter Parker's character is going, would you like to see the Kingpin in the next film? Uh, I mean, I suppose uh, since, uh, you know, he's all powered up now. He's got all his uh, superpowers. <laughs> well, all right, I'm not gonna get into all that. But he's all he's like superpower now. Apparently, he's much stronger than he was in the Netflix uh, universe. So, um, because otherwise, I would have said no because it doesn't make any sense. But um, you know, if they're trying to make him more like the Kingpin in the in the video game, in the Spider-Man video game, um, where he clearly, very obviously, and clearly has super strength and super durability and uh, or I, I'll just say superhuman, just definitely not that of an average big right, yeah. human, you know. Right. Um, so um, in that case, then, uh, uh, yeah, though. So I say yes, um, but I just I do I do wish I do or I do I would say I do hope that he kind of brings back that kind of brutality. Mm hmm that you saw in the Netflix universe, which they can do um, because Marvel. Well, I mean, well, they can't, they can't do on the terms of the, the, the visual violence. They can't. Do well, yeah, they can't do that because of the PG 13 nature of Spider-Man movies. Yeah, they can't do that, but they can definitely toe the line in terms yeah. of really kind of pushing, pushing that, that line. Um, now you would make you, then you'd ask the question, do I want this to be Spider-Man? You know, do I want this to be something that kids would be going to bring their kids to see um you know i think the closest i don't know i mean i think they're trying to maybe trying to do or what d'onofrio is maybe implying is that they may try to do like this kingpin from the spider-man tv show the animated tv show um and while i haven't seen that show in a pretty long time even though it's readily available on disney plus uh that kingpin was be careful 
too. Well, all right, well, all right. Yeah, yeah, be careful, because a lot of people love that king thing, including, my, including myself. So, yeah. <laughs> who's going to, I mean, who? someone wants to smoke over over that, someone's going to fight me over that kingpin? I'm not saying, like, I like the Daredevil kingpin better than that kingpin, just because he was just more, he was darker, he was more real, more visceral. Right. I mean, we get that. Okay. And, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, I'm sure the comics kingpin was probably better than everything, but right, right. I'm just saying, like, it was just, it was less... Um, while he was great, and of course the voice actor, voice actor there did a fantastic job, but while he was a good character, that was a show that was made, made for all audiences. Right, okay. They were shooting lasers. He had, you know, what's the name? Smythe. Yeah, Alistair Smythe. I think Shamari's the Alistair Smythe guy. You know, Smythe. <laughs> Smythe, guy. Smythe was out here, like, kind of, kind of, he would be yelling at him a You're lot. Right, right. About he's how he's messing board. up and all he's that. star screen. Yeah, he's a star screen to 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 uh, Kingpin's Megatron. Kingpin's Megatron. So it's kind of like, uh, so I don't know. I, I say yes to that. I understand. Of course, I understand why uh, D'Onofrio wanted to be in the Spider-Man series. It's so hot right now, um, and I do want them to interact at some point for sure. But I don't know if I. I don't know if I'd want him to be the main villain just yet, just because. I really, I want to, he needs to get some teeth. He, they need to give him some teeth. And heck, they gave Vulture teeth yes. in that first movie. Yeah, for he sure. Was pretty, he was a pretty scary villain. Um, So give Kingpin some teeth. So that's what I got to see. All right. So Shamari has his uh, his mandate for a Kingpin if he saw him in Spider-Man 4. What do you think, Kendall? Uh, I'm going to say it's possible. But as of right now, I'm going to say no. Um, know that you don't want to see him or know that you think that it will, won't happen? Right. Know that he wouldn't be my first choice to be the, okay. the Spider-Man 4. Uh, I wouldn't go crazy out, you know. Uh, Vincent D'Onofrio is excellent as Kingpin. Um, there were some people that were disappointed in his, uh, in the, in the you know, his, you know, usage in <laughs> Hawkeye is what I'll say. Um uh, they they were a little upset about that. I wasn't really one of those people that was like banging the table upset. I thought, you know, there were some there were some things kind of in a dingy room yeah. with the Hawaiian shirt. And the... the Hawaiian shirt, you know, the the, the top hat. Oh. I could probably could have went without, but that was Denarfield's decision. One or two goons around him. Um, but they he definitely definitely lost a lot of power. Um, in terms of his his uh his operation. Um. But yeah, no. I mean, overall, I mean, I, I just don't know if that's where I want to take the Spider-Man character. I really don't know where they're gonna go. Um, there's some speculation that it could be a Miles Morales story as a part of it as well. Spider-Man Four, um, you know, could Harry Osborn come into the picture in Spider-Man Four? There's a lot of different directions. Um, Tom Holland's saying, I don't know if I'm gonna play him again. I, I'm assuming that's a contract thing. But um, yeah, he sounded. I mean, recently he said more stuff about how, like, oh yeah, I'm looking forward to doing a lot more. So clearly, Marvel and Sony is starting to, starting to show him the numbers he was looking to see. Yeah, I mean, yeah last time he said go out, he was talking about how he wants to be Spider Man for a long time. Yeah. You always you always know how to how the negotiations are going based on how much Tom Tom Holland talks about how he he needs a vacation and he's looking forward to doing other things. <laughs> That's when you know okay, negotiations ain't going so well right now. And then last yeah, exactly. comments he made, he was like, oh, I, I want to be Spider-Man for the next three, four, five movies I can. I'm like, all right. Clearly, they're showing him the kind of numbers he's 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 been looking for. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so, it, you know, hopefully hopefully they get, they get all that squared out. But, um, but yeah, no, he, this, this, you know, you've got uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson's Craven, potentially. You've got Morbius, who we... Hopefully, we'll eventually see in the next two to three years uh, when that movie comes out. Um, and then you've got plenty of characters that we also want to see that we haven't seen yet. We haven't seen a black cat. Uh, we haven't seen a scorpion. Um, you know, we know there's a symbiote story out there at some point. So there's a lot of different directions they can go. Kingpin is vastly different than the, all of the others. So uh, it's interesting. Um, it'd definitely be interesting, but right now, um, we already got Daredevil. I don't know if I want to go back down that well again, but yeah, right now he wouldn't be my first choice. Um, that wouldn't be where the focus, my focus, I mean, look, my first choice would be go back to Norman Osborn. That would be my, 
that we might see. Maybe not. You say, at... say go back to Norman though. What does that mean? Well, I I don't know if I, he, would the, he would be the he would be the yeah because we had Norman Osborn yeah. just in the last movie. Yeah, I don't know if he would be the villain, but he would be a main major. Are you talking about Defoe's Norman yeah, Osborn? No, is it somebody else? Is a new different person? Okay. Is Norman yeah, Osborn? Okay, different person. Okay, playing, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Matthew McConaughey or somebody playing Norman Osborn, bringing in Harry Osborn, and setting up that as a multi a multi movie arc. Maybe he's Iron Patriot in another movie, Ironheart or something. Or yeah, maybe you know how much I would love to see the Norman Osborn dark the dark rain Norman Osborn. Yeah, make the, you know that that's. Like I think that you want to talk about making putting a twist on the character for the Spider-Man movies. Like, yeah, they there they, was a rumor, you know, or they I, I want to say, I think one of these one of these scoopers said that they had cut out a post-credit scene where Peter was supposed to Google Norman Osborn. Mm, wow, interesting. Okay, and and then they cut it out of the movie. Interesting. Um, but that that whole thing seems like an easy story to tell. Um, about who the Norman Osborn is, and then you don't make him Green Goblin, at least initially, but you make him Iron Patriot. Maybe he's connected to what happens with with the Val character and what she's building uh, with with Yelena and and John Walker. So I think there's, I think that's the story that I'm most interested to see. I mean, that story, that story is fire. You know, I mean, there's no, I mean, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I mean, that story would be fire if they did something like that. Do they have the guts? I think that's, that's what it would take. It would take guts. To take Norman Osborn, you know, out of the hood in the green suit and put him in the Iron Man, uh, in Iron Man's uh, gear. But if they did and they went full Dark Reign, that's the, that's my favorite Norman Osborn of all the iterations we've seen of him in the comics and cartoons and everything live action. So it's, to me, in terms of D'Onofrio, I, I think I think both of you guys might have missed the boat a little bit on this one, only because you know. Both of you guys were focused so much on him being the main villain, the main villain, the main villain. But to Shamari's comment earlier, I want to take you back to that Spider-Man cartoon. Because if you remember correctly, as Shamari mentioned, you know, he kind of wasn't, he wasn't kind of, uh, what's the word? He wasn't frontlining, as we would say in the streets. You know what I'm saying? Like, he right. wasn't frontlining. He was not kind of like, you know, he was not taking the heat. Like in the midst of it, and to be fair, really, he didn't really do that much even in Daredevil. If you really think about it, um, it right. wasn't yeah. until exactly. push came to shove where he really started to get his hands dirty. Wilson Fisk is not about that. Wilson Fisk is about putting the right pieces in place to take out whatever uh, threat that he sees fit, and only until you know desperate times, you know, cause for desperate, desperate measures where he says, "All right, I gotta roll up my sleeves and do this myself." I suppose. So, if Wilson Fisk wants to be in a Spider-Man Four, I think that he could definitely have a role. You know, we know that there was a plan to potentially do uh, Craven in Spider-Man 3. Once, obviously, that all got thrown out when they realized that a multiverse movie was possible. How about Craven is hired by Kingpin, who we know Kingpin is not afraid and, and is, is adept at hiring assassins. What if he's a hired assassin to take out Spider-Man in Spider-Man 4? Um, and maybe, you know, Spider-Man is able to defeat you know, Craven for most of the, you know, most of the movies, him versus Craven. He finally defeats Craven, but then he's got to fight Kingpin at the end. You, you could do some things with that that that, that could work. Um, so I'm not totally against it on the surface, or think that he has to necessarily be like the guy who's like constantly fighting Spider-Man for most of the movie. That doesn't have to be the case. I do think Shan makes a good point is that he needs to get some W's whenever we see him next. I think I, I think the idea that oh D'Onofrio looked like a punk in Hawkeye is a little overrated and overstated. I don't think he went. Over, I don't think he got. I don't think he looked as bad as many people thought when you really watch it. But I do feel like you know he took major L's. He took. He clearly took major L's. He clearly uh, his operation clearly was down bad. You know this is what a down bad kingpin we saw, and we didn't really get much explanation as to why he was so down bad in that show because they had a short amount of time. So. What they need to do whenever we see him is explain why he's down bad. And we need to see him kind of come back on the come up. We need to see him kind of get back to that full strength that we saw from him midway through Hawkeye, you know, uh, you know, Daredevil season three or, you know, throughout most of Daredevil season one. We need to see him get back to that kind of status uh, for in order for his character to work moving forward. Because I do understand Shamari's point that that other character was kind of like. You know, for someone who's supposed to be so successful, he was kind of bumbling in, you know, the Spider-Man cartoon. Like, Spider-Man seemed to run rings around him and his goons. You can't have him making it look that easy. 
you know, for, for the movie. He's got he's got to come with some challenges. But I'm not against at all D'Onofrio Spider Man that con that 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 confrontation. You know, Spider Man and, and Kingpin. I think for the generation of like me and Shamari generation, because of that cartoon, I think a lot of people associate Kingpin more with Spider Man than they even do with Daredevil, just because of that. And I'm not necessarily talking about the diehard diehards. You know, of course, me and Spider me and Shamari have the we have the wherewithal to understand there's a lot of Daredevil content. And Daredevil will probably be his number one nemesis. But I think just for like the 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 casual quote unquote, not to be disrespectful, like Kingpin is that guy in terms of a major Spider Man villain, especially like a mob boss type of villain. So if they want to do in Spider Man Four, I'm all for it. I, I think that there's avenues and there's stories to tell potentially if they went that route. Um, we're uh, running out of time here, but real quickly, I do want to uh, mention uh, this story uh, to end the show today. So. Ant-Man and Wasp star Evangeline Lilly faced backlash for an Instagram post expressing support for the anti-vax mandate movement. She posted a picture from a controversial rally in D.C. last week in an effort to support, quote, medical sovereignty. She said, among other things, that I understand the world is in fear, but I don't believe that answering fear with with force will fix our problems. Disney has already had its hands full with some public, uh, some of the public anti-vax statements made by uh, Black Panther star Letitia Wright, along with allegations about her alleged behavior on set. Shamari, if anything, do you expect uh, Disney or something to happen with this new Evangeline Lilly situation that's kind of arising? Um, this is this. I, I honestly have no idea. Um, I hadn't been following as many people haven't, quite frankly, uh, this Evangeline Lilly and apparently what she has been saying or promoting or not promoting, etc. Um, so she's not as bad as because I'm, I'm just going to go based on what what just what we've seen, what we know. Uh, she's not as bad as um, the the, uh, the one that got released from Lucasfilm. Gina oh, of course. Gina, not as bad Carano. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She went way over the line several times yeah. before they got rid of her. So I wouldn't expect that to any kind of immediate action to be taken from right, Disney right, or Marvel right. um, in, that, in that respect. Um, I don't even really know if she's as bad as, uh, as uh, Letitia Wright. Even? Not yet. Um, Letitia Wright has been. <laughs> Kendall's like Kendall's like. Stay tuned. <laughs> I mean, look, we haven't. I mean, I mean, Letitia Wright is. Uh, I mean, as far as just based on the rumors, has been causing problems on set, and you know, sure. saying she's not going to do this, not going to do that, and it's just been an issue uh, continuously, spreading conspiracy theories continuously and dangerously um, online. So, I mean, if she just wants to go to a protest or something, fine. But if this is becomes a very frequent issue, um, and or is look if Disney just has rules as they can and have the right to do with regards to you got to be vaccinated if you want to do ABC, then they got to let her go and recast. I wouldn't be I would not be crying. It's wasp. No one would be crying. But you know it is what it is. I'm not I'm not calling for her to be fired or anything like that necessarily. Like I said, she's not as bad as, as others have been. So, you know, you know, it is what it is. Disney's going to have to make a decision. Um, but, you know, regardless, it's sad to see, at least from my perspective. All right. Kendall, quickly, what do you think of uh, of this Lily uh, ongoing situation potentially? I'm sorry. I'm starting to realize why uh, Kevin Feige introduced the concept of variance. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, um, in terms of Evangeline Lily. Uh, yeah, it's interesting. Look, I mean, you know, in terms of her own political beliefs and whatnot, to me, that's, that's whatever, um, you know, it's no different than Kyrie Irving or Letitia Wright. And it's the same issue. Uh, it's not really, I'm not going to not go see Ant-Man, Ant-Man, the Wasp 3, Quantumania. Yeah, you know, yeah, you know, she's not personally offending me. Yeah, you know, if the movie's made and, and there's no issues, then there's no issues. But if there are issues, that that's the part that's relevant. To me, at least, if, if there are issues, um, then then like Shamari said, you know, then that's when decisions will have to be made. Yeah, uh, things get bad again. Stuff has to get locked down again, which is possible. Yes, that 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 could disrupt and, production. It's not yeah. good for Marvel. 
they're going to have to consider, you know. I mean, in theory, you know, there are technically two wasps in the MCU with, with yep. Janet Van Dyne as well. Uh, you know, I, that's not an ideal scenario that Marvel will have to play under, but um, that's something that, that, you know, they have to consider. You know, they can scour the comics to see if there's ever been a third wasp. <laughs> you know, I'm sure there has, you know, it's, it's the nature of the nature of comic books, but could be wrong about that. But, yeah, no, um, <laughs> there there are some interesting stories, obviously, that you could probably pick from. But, but man, yeah, it's not an ideal situation for Kevin Feige. Uh, these situations are going to continue to pop up. I'm sure there's a situation that they're not. I mean, you never know. There's a lot of stuff that it seems like they don't know as much as we think they know. But I would assume like this is something that they've known to some degree, you know mm-hmm. that she's a she's a quirky at least that she's a quirky personality. Well, in twenty twenty, when everybody was locking down because of the pandemic, she was like business as usual while taking her kids to, like some like judo tournament or something, and she yeah, apologized for that because she was making light of the of the COVID. Right. She said it was like a a mild flu. I think she said something like that. Oh yeah, yeah. Um... As me and Shmar have talked about, sometimes these Hollywood these Hollywood types are kind of strange, um, yep. and you know you're gonna have, and that's just the, the honestly it's also the numbers game of when you're Marvel and you're dealing with fifty, sixty plus, you know, individuals, actors, yeah, yeah individuals. You know, you, you know, like you're not they're not all gonna think the same. You know, of course, yeah, it's like building a football team. You're not all gonna have you know. Not everybody on the football team is gonna gonna be the same type of personality. It's just about how you manage them. Uh, are they manageable? Are they can you know? Are, at some point, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers realize we can't manage Antonio Brown. Yep, he can't be a part of his team. Exactly. You know, but there are times where you you know you can get through it. So that's that's the challenge right now for Kevin Feige. Um, you never want these issues to arise, particularly with people that you look at as pillar characters. And I say wasp. It's a pillar character, at least of the Ant Man and Wasp franchise. So, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a to me. I, I'm at the I'm at the point where I'm like, this is a something to pay attention to. It, yeah. no, no, there no, doesn't have to be any determining factor or any decision being made right now. But you know, you got to keep an eye on this situation. Something could be brewing. Yeah, I'll just say real quick. You know, I, I agree with both of you guys. You guys made very excellent points. As Kendall said, I think it's TBD. You know, um, Evangeline has a right to express herself in any way she wants. She has a right to any viewpoint she wants. Um, what, you know, I think the difference lies in, you know, how will that juxtapose whatever Disney and Marvel's position is? And do you become disruptive and disrespectful to other people in pushing your agenda? Uh, this obviously is a you know, point of contention for a lot of people, this idea that you have to be vaccinated to do a lot of things in America, uh, really in the world now, like most major countries are, are doing this kind of thing at this point. Of course, vaccination requirements uh, are not new. They've been around since pretty much the beginning of, uh, uh, you know, science. Science, yeah. I was going to say, like, mm-hmm. you know, made, no more uh, modern modern. Civ- modern civilizations, you know, modern, uh, modern societies, modern, modern countries. So, you know, this isn't necessarily a new thing, but this is where we're at with this discussion. I think I think Marvel's got to pay attention, you know, because, you know, you, you try to give these people some rope and it only takes them going one step left or right. And all of a sudden they're talking about something that's a lot more offensive, a lot more egregious, a lot more indefensible. And as I said on Twitter, man, yo, Hope Van Dyne, I don't give a F about Hope Van Dyne. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like Janet Van Dyne is my wasp, and that, that sounds harsh, but Janet Van Dyne is my wasp. So if anything, Lily want to play games. Michelle Pfeiffer is 63 years old. She looks great. Hope, uh, you know, everybody who really reads comics knows who the real wasp is that we really mess with. If anything, Lily want to play games, being Hope Van Dyne, like, or or is she Hope Van Dyne or she Hope? Uh, uh, pin. Yeah, she's Hope Van Dyne. Hope Van Dyne. Yeah, she she goes by Van Dyne. That's what I thought. She want to play games, be Hope Van Dyne. Uh, all right, play games, just like Letitia Wright. You want to play games? You're, you're Siri. I mean, we can get rid of you. Like this ain't yeah. like like you. You're not Iron Man. 
You know what yeah. I'm saying? You're not uh, Captain Marvel. You know, there are certain characters that are just obvious, just like linchpin characters that we can't, like, if we recast, it's a big issue in terms of just continuity, mm-hmm. and it, it messes up a lot of things. You got these people playing these C-list, D-list characters thinking that they can flex their roles. All right, let's see y'all keep playing around. Keep playing around. Like, because, again, yeah, like said, especially when there know. is a wasp, like, at least this is a right. I mean, there's not another Shuri running yeah, around. I don't somewhere. know where a, a Janet right. Van Dyne variant is going to show up. <laughs> you know, Yeah, I mean, if we action. have a Janet Van Dyne already. And, we, and Kendall said, we've already introduced, ironically, talking about COVID, we've already introduced the, the concept of variants. Yeah. So my message to 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 Evangeline is your right to, you have right to your opinion. I hope that whatever rules Disney's in place with vaccine vaccine things like that that you're not a disruption to the productions, you're not a disruption to the work that's needed for the company and for the fans. If you don't do that, I don't got no problem with you. But if you're not going to be able to play ball, then again, Michelle Pfeiffer, I'm looking at it right now in terms of uh she looks great. She's only 63. And like you said, there's variants. And she's the real wasp by a lot of people's accounts. So I'll just leave it there. That'll do it for this edition of the New Generation Hero Talk Podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed listening to this podcast. I certainly enjoyed doing it with my guys, Kendall and Shamari. Of course, if you like this show, be sure to check out all of our podcasts on the New Generation New Generation Podcast Network. That's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and TuneIn. Um, you can catch all of our um, episodes of Imperial Broadcast, Hero Talk, Sports Talk. So that's where you want to go to find all of our content there. Make sure you subscribe to us on YouTube, New Generation Media. Follow us on social media. We're on Twitter, New Generation Pod, Instagram, New Generation Podcast. And, of course, you can follow us all individually on social media. Shamara can be found on Instagram and Snapchat, MCSham22. Kendall can be found on Twitter, New Gen Ken. You can find me on Twitter, EJ underscore Stewart, and on Instagram, Action EJ. Thank you guys again for checking this out. For Kendall, for Shamari, I'm EJ. Take it easy, guys. Peace.